0: Welcome to Quantum Magazine's podcast. Each episode, we bring you stories about developments in science and mathematics. I'm Susan Vallet. Researchers had long sought a master problem that would determine the existence of secure cryptography. They finally found one, and it turns out to be one of the oldest questions in computational complexity. That's next.
1: Imagine you're in a lab where you've synthesized ancient DNA sequences and spliced them into modern bacteria just to see how they'd react. They needed each other, but they didn't want each other. <laughs> so, you know, it was like a very complicated relationship unfolding in front of me. This isn't Jurassic Park or some sci-fi movie. I'm Steve Strogatz, and this is The Joy of Why. A new podcast from Quantum Magazine that takes you into some of the biggest unanswered mysteries in science and math today. Join me on The Joy of Why as we explore these questions. We may not have all the answers yet, but I'm pretty sure the curiosity to figure them out is in our DNA. Subscribe to The Joy of Why wherever you get your podcasts. New episodes drop every other Thursday.
0: In 1868, mathematician Charles Dodgson, better known as Lewis Carroll, proclaimed that an encryption scheme called the Visionnaire Cipher was unbreakable. He had no proof, but he had compelling reasons for his belief. After all, mathematicians had been trying unsuccessfully to break the cipher for more than three centuries. There was just one small problem. A German infantry officer named Friedrich Kasiski had in fact broken it five years earlier, but it was in a book that garnered little notice at the time. Cryptographers have been playing this game of cat and mouse, creating and breaking ciphers for as long as people have been sending secret information. Raphael Pass is a cryptographer at Cornell Tech and Cornell University.
2: Crypto has been around for 2000 years. And the way cryptography has proceeded is what I call the crypto cycle. First, you have somebody who invents some kind of scheme, and then we deploy the scheme. And then it gets broken, and then it gets patched, and then goes around and around like that. It's a cat and mouse game. For 2,000 years, people have been trying to figure out, can we like break the cycle of it? And that's what happened in the early 70s.
0: Five decades ago, cryptographers showed that it's possible to create provably secure ciphers if you have access to a single ingredient, a one-way function. Basically, it's something that's easy to carry out, but hard to reverse. Since then, researchers have devised a wide array of candidate one-way functions. They range from simple operations based on multiplication to more complicated geometric or logarithmic procedures. Today, the internet protocols for tasks like transmitting credit card numbers and digital signatures depend on these functions. Yuval Ishai, a cryptographer at the Technion in Haifa, Israel, says most of the crypto that's used in the real world is something that can be based on one-way functions. But this advance has not ended the cat-and-mouse game. It's only sharpened the focus. Now, cryptographers don't have to worry about the security of every aspect of an encryption scheme. Instead, they only need to concern themselves with the function at its core. But none of the functions currently in use have ever been definitively proved to be one-way functions. We don't even know for sure that true one-way functions exist. Cryptographers have shown if they don't exist, then secure cryptography is impossible. In the absence of proofs, cryptographers simply hope that the functions that have survived attacks really are secure. Researchers don't have a unified approach to studying the security of these functions. Ishai says that's because each function comes from a different domain, from a different set of experts. Cryptographers have long wondered whether there's a less ad hoc approach, or as Raphael Pass says,
2: at least it is this question of does there exist some problem, just a, a one master problem, that tells us whether cryptography is possible?
0: Now, Pass and Yanyi Leo, a graduate student at Cornell, have shown that the answer is yes. They've proved that the existence of true one-way functions depends on one of the oldest and most central problems in another area of computer science, complexity theory, or computational complexity. This problem is known as the Komogorov complexity. It concerns how hard it is to tell the difference between random strings of numbers and strings that contain some information. Leo and Pass proved that if a certain version of Komogorov complexity is easy to compute in a specific sense, then true one-way functions can't exist. But if this version of Kolmogorov complexity is hard to compute, then one-way functions do exist. And there's a clear-cut way to build one. Here's PASS again.
2: So our result says that if there exists a polynomial time algorithm that can compute the time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity of random strings with very high probability, in that case, all cryptography can be broken, all one-way functions can be broken, and therefore all... CPA secure encryption schemes, all the digital signatures. And if there doesn't exist an algorithm that can solve this problem with high probability over random strings, in that case, one-way functions exist. So this problem that kind of came before the people introduced one-way functions actually turns out to fully characterize it.
0: The finding suggests that instead of looking far and wide for candidate one-way functions, cryptographers could just concentrate their efforts on understanding Kolmogorov complexity. The paper has prompted cryptographers and complexity theorists to work together more closely, spurring a burst of activity uniting their approaches. Ryan Williams is a computer scientist at MIT.
1: There's been a flurry of activity since this paper. Multiple research groups working to kind of get to the bottom of things and get a handle on things and understand how it can be extended and what does it imply, what does
0: it mean. Usually, a hard problem is an obstacle. But in cryptography, where you can deploy it against your adversaries, it's a boon. In 1976, Whitfield Diffie and Martin Hellman wrote a groundbreaking paper They argued that the particular hardness of one-way functions was precisely what cryptographers needed to meet the demands of the dawning computer age. They wrote back then that they were standing on the brink of a revolution in cryptography. In the decades that followed, researchers figured out how to build a wide variety of cryptographic tools out of one-way functions. These include private key encryption, digital signatures pseudo-random number generators and zero-knowledge proofs. That last one involves a person convincing another that a statement is true without revealing the proof. Pass characterizes Diffie and Hellman's paper.
2: They described some things somewhat informally, but they just had like this, it's almost like a prophecy kind of that this is a notion that should be the fundamental notion for cryptography. Cryptography was turned from this art into a science Over the years, over the last five decades, cryptographers really managed to, from this very minimal building block of a one way function, build these super complex and beautiful creatures.
0: To get a feel for how one-way functions work, imagine someone asked you to multiply two large prime numbers, say 6,547 and 7,079. Arriving at the answer might take some work, but it's doable. But if someone instead handed you that number and asked for its prime factors, you might be at a loss. In fact, for numbers whose prime factors are all large, there's no efficient way that we know of to find those factors. This makes multiplication a promising candidate for a one-way function. As long as you start with large enough prime numbers, the process seems easy to do, but hard to undo. But we don't know for sure that this is the case. Someone could find a fast way to factor numbers at any moment. Cryptographers have gleaned an assortment of potential one-way functions from different areas of mathematics, but no single function has a higher claim than another. If, say, multiplication were toppled as a one-way function tomorrow, that wouldn't say anything about the validity of the other candidate one-way functions. Cryptographers have long asked whether there is some quintessential one-way function, one which, if broken, would pull all the other candidates down with it. In 1985, Leonid Levin, a computer scientist at Boston University, answered this question in a formal sense. He demonstrated a universal one-way function that is guaranteed to be a one-way function if anything is. But Eric Allender, a computer scientist at Rutgers University, says Levin's construction was very artificial.
1: It's not in any way a natural problem. It's not something that anybody would have studied for any reason other than to get a result like that. If we are ever going to be able to make progress on the big open questions, there's some hope to think that by focusing on natural, occurring problems, that that's where we might actually be able to make progress.
0: That sort of universal one-way function from a natural problem would give real insight into whether one-way functions exist. Researchers long had a particular problem in mind, Kolmogorov complexity, a measure of randomness that originated in the 1960s, but its connection with one-way functions was subtle and elusive. Pass became fascinated with that connection as a graduate student in 2004. Over the years, he toyed with the problem, without much success. But he felt sure there was something there, and a burst of activity in Komogorov complexity over the past five years only heightened his interest. Pass tried to persuade several graduate students to explore the question with him, but none were willing to take on what might turn out to be a fruitless project. Then Yanye Leo started graduate school at Cornell. Pass says Yanyi was fearless. Together, they plunged in. The concept of randomness is, by its nature, tricky to pin down. There's a Dilbert comic strip in which an office tour guide shows Dilbert the accounting department's random number generator, which turns out to be a monster who just keeps repeating the number nine. Are you sure that's random? Dilbert asks. That's the problem with randomness. You can never be sure," his guide answers. If someone shows you a number string of 29s and another with 20 non-consecutive numbers in a row and says they were chosen randomly, you can't exactly debunk that claim. Both strings have the same probability of being created when you pick digits randomly. Yet with the varied numbers, that second string certainly feels more random. Here's Allender again.
1: Really, probability theory gives us no reason to say that a string of 500 zeros is more or less random than something that you'd really be more likely to get by flipping a bunch of coins. Because if you're flipping unbiased independent coin flips, then any sequence of length 500 is equally likely. So we think that we know what we mean when we say that thing is random, but it wasn't really until the notion of Kolmogorov complexity was defined that that was shown to have a mathematically meaningful definition.
0: To get at the notion of a random string of numbers, Andrei Komogorov decided in the 1960s to focus not on the process by which the string was generated, but on the ease with which it can be described. Komogorov defined the complexity of a string as the length of the shortest possible program that produces the string as an output. If we're dealing with, say, thousand-digit strings, some have very short programs. Think of examples like print a thousand nines, or print the number 2 to the 3319th power, or print the first thousand digits of pi using the following formula. Other strings are impossible to describe succinctly. They don't have a program shorter than one that writes out the entire string and just tells the computer to print it. And some strings have programs whose length falls somewhere in the middle. Kolmogorov complexity quickly became one of the core concepts of computer science. The notion is so fundamental that it was independently discovered multiple times in the 1960s. Once again, Raphael Pass.
2: So in a sense, this problem is, it's really, really a deep problem, not only about randomness, mathematics, but really about science in general. Arguably one of the most important problems for science.
0: There's just one drawback to Kolmogorov complexity. It's incomputable. Basically, there's no program that can calculate the complexity of every possible string. We know this because if there were such a program, we'd end up with a contradiction. To see this, imagine we have a program that can compute Kolmogorov complexity for any string. Let's call the program K. Now, let's search for the smallest string of numbers whose Kolmogorov complexity is double the length of K. We'll call that smallest string S. To be concrete, we could imagine that K has one million characters, so we're looking for a string S whose Kolmogorov complexity is two million. That means the shortest program that outputs S has two million characters. With program K in our toolbox, Calculating S is easy, even if it's not necessarily quick. We can write a new program that we'll call P. The program P essentially says, go through all strings in order using program K to compute their Kolmogorov complexity until you find the first one whose Kolmogorov complexity is two million. We'll need to use program K when building P, so altogether P will have slightly more than one million characters. But this program outputs S, and we defined S as a string whose shortest program has two million characters. There's the contradiction. But this contradiction evaporates if, instead of looking for the shortest program that outputs a string, we look for the shortest, reasonably efficient program that outputs the string. We get to specify what reasonable means in this case. The program P takes an enormous amount of time to run since it has to check so many strings. If we forbid such slow programs, we end up with a notion called time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity. This version of Kolmogorov complexity is computable. We can calculate the time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity for every possible string, at least in principle. And in some ways, it's as natural a concept as the original Kolmogorov complexity. After all, Pass says, what we really care about is,
2: Can you actually generate this string while we'll live on Earth, or while the universe still exists?
0: Since time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity is computable, a natural next question is, how hard is it to compute? That's the question that Leo and Pass proved holds the key to whether one-way functions exist. Islander calls it a lovely insight. More specifically, suppose you've set your sights on a less lofty goal than calculating the exact time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity of every possible string. Suppose you're content to calculate it approximately, and just for most strings. Leo and Pass showed if there's an efficient way to do this, then true one-way functions can't exist. In that case, all of our candidate one-way functions would be instantly breakable, not just in theory, but in practice. Here's Raphael Pass again.
2: So if you have this mother problem characterized whether one-way functions exist, that means that you can focus all your attention on trying to break that problem. And if you manage to break that problem, then bye-bye to cryptography.
0: On the other hand, if calculating the approximate time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity is too hard to solve efficiently for many strings, then Leo and PASS showed that true one-way functions must exist. If that's the case, their paper even provides a specific way to make one. The one-way function that they describe in their paper is too complicated to use in real-world applications. But Ishai says in their cryptography, practical constructions often quickly follow a theoretical breakthrough. He says the impracticality of Leo and Pass's one-way function is not a fundamental limitation. And if their function can be made practical, it should be used instead of the candidate one-way functions based on multiplication or other mathematical operations. For if anything is a one-way function, this one is. Here's Pass.
2: If we can break a scheme like that, then all other schemes out there can also be broken.
0: The paper has set off a cascade of new research at the interface of cryptography and complexity theory. While both disciplines investigate how hard computational problems are, they come at the question from different mindsets, says Rahul Santanam, a complexity theorist at the University of Oxford. Take cryptography. It's a very fast
2: moving field where there's a lot of sort of dialogue between the people who make assumptions and the people who try to break them. While complexity is a much more conservative, slow-moving field where there are these long-standing open questions, and once in every dozen years something happens that's kind of like a breakthrough and moves the field along, but where the questions are really deep and difficult. Cryptography, I would say, is a much more pragmatic discipline, where it's all about finding assumptions that are not observed, which you can use in the real world you can use to do interesting things.
0: Now, cryptography and complexity have a shared goal, and each field offers the other a fresh perspective. Cryptographers have powerful reasons to think that one-way functions exist, and complexity theorists have different powerful reasons to think that time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity is hard. Because of the new results, the two hypotheses bolster each other. Computer scientist Ryan Williams says if you believe this Kolmogorov complexity problem is difficult, then you believe in one-way functions and...
1: If you believe in crypto at all, then you kind of got to believe that this version of time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity must be hard.
0: Cryptographers are now faced with the task of trying to make Leo and Pass's one-way function more practical. They're also starting to explore whether any other master problems, besides time-bounded Kolmogorov complexity, might also govern the existence of one-way functions or of more sophisticated cryptographic tools. Meantime, complexity theorists are starting to dig deeper into understanding the hardness of Kolmogorov complexity. All of this suggests that the discovery's true legacy might be still to come. Matt Carlstrom helped with this episode. I'm Susan Vallett. For more on this story, read Erica Klarike's full article, "Researchers Identify Master Problem Underlying All Cryptography" on our website, quantummagazine.org. Explore math mysteries in the Quanta book, The Prime Number Conspiracy, published by the MIT Press. Available now at Amazon.com, BarnesandNoble.com, or your local bookstore. Also, make sure to tell your friends about the Quanta Magazine Science Podcast and give us a positive review or follow where you listen. It helps people find this podcast.